What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Stoner Thoughts Podcast. And this is one that I actually put, like, some research into and made a chart. Matter of fact, it's it's right here in front of me. Let me pull it up real quick because this is the continuation of the Stoner Tech timeline. Like, how far we've come from, like what we started with to like what we have now is ridiculous like early the earliest like record of cannabis usage that I could find let me pull up that page too has got to be I know I have it on here Okay, they just simply pulled up a Google page. The use of cannabis originated in Central Asia or Western China. Cannabis has been used for its alleged healing properties for millennia. The first documented case of its use dates back to 2800 BC, when it was listed in the Emperor Shen Nung's, regarded as the father of Chinese medicine, Pharmacopedia. I guess that's like his book of like medicine. But that's the first use of cannabis was in like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it still. It's like teas, tinctures. Occasionally it would be smoked with other herbs. But like the use of cannabis has been around for a very, very long time. It's medicinal benefits have been proven time and time again. Then you have fuckers like me that get stoned for fun. But anyways, like it started with that. Teas, tinctures, maybe occasionally smoking it. Then you had hash. Then you had, like, more and more people smoking it out of pipes. Oh, the wind is kicking up right when I go to record. But you get, like, pipes. You get people rolling it up in paper and smoking it like a cigarette. You get people smoking it off of, like, hookahs. You get all of this different, like, ways of smoking and using cannabis. And the evolution of the technology is ridiculous because we start off with, like, yeah, smoking it out of, what, a hookah or maybe a pipe to getting to the point where oh, I'm lighting a pre-roll. People smoking it out of these basic archaic pipes to what we have now with like bongs and triple quadruple filtration methods for your smoke. Like all of that tech that goes into like thinking about it, clear- clarifying it, like making it better and better. Bubblers, bongs, fucking... Or water pipes, as you're supposed to call them, I guess. But all of these things have been around for, like, a long, long time. A bong is literally just a smoking device. It's essentially a simplified version of a traditional hookah. You have the bowl on the side, it filters it, you lift out the piece, you take a hit of it. Instead of having to carry hoses and everything with you, it was like an all-in-one device. And then pipes, like, when you add a carb on a pipe, it just makes it, like, that much better. It's crazy. But, like, even the materials that they're made out of have evolved from being, like, basically clay or, like, decorated pottery to glass to that fucking German, like, $15,000 bong that is completely indestructible. And then it gets even crazier if you look at the last, like, if you look at the last, like, 10 years since I started smoking, right? 
when we first started smoking weed, like we would mostly smoke joints or like take a puff off of a pipe. And like, that was like, that was how we smoked. That's what we did. And then like a few years later, relatively a few years later, you get like vapes and you get cartridges and you get wax and like wax I know had been around for a while at this point but like by the time we found out about wax and actually started using it and making edibles and taking dabs and doing things like that like I didn't get into wax really until I'd been smoking like the last couple years basically since I started the podcast when I really started liking wax and I think that just has to do with my tolerance level being really high but like that that's neither here nor there and then like you get into like the realm of like electric dab rigs and like the different vape pens and the different cartridges and all the different flavors of everything and how like the purification process goes and it's like super potent now compared to what it was because I saw a picture that showed like weed from the 70s versus weed from now and all that shit from the 70s I gotta say it looks like trash even when you go back and look at like testing percentages of how much THC was in it. Like nowadays, like you can go into a dispensary, any shop, and you can pick out whatever flavor you want, whatever strain you want, sativa, indica, hybrid, like edibles, tinctures, choose your dosage, like doses, like the dose pens that I've seen where like you take a certain amount of hits and like you, it tells you exactly what the dose that you had is. Oh, that wind is really going now. Sorry, guys. Or getting into, like... Just look at the vapes. We have Plug and Plays, Stizzy, Rove, Kingpens, Shrabinskis. All these different vapes. From all these different companies that a lot of them make their own carts, too. And their own carts work really great on their pens. And other carts will work really great on those pens. And just, like, it's so easy. It's so convenient. You can walk down the street and get stoned off of a fucking, like, stizzy. And who's gonna fucking know? Like, unless, like, a cop is pulling up and staring you down as you're taking a hit and knows that you're carrying a stizzy for some whatever fucking reason. Then, yeah, you're pretty much, like, guaranteed safe. Like, I think most people just assume that you're walking and hitting a jewel at that point. But nowadays, that's that's what I'm saying. Nowadays, you can walk around and just be stoned anywhere, do anything high. Nobody's really going to care. But, like, back when we were smoking in high school, one of the scariest stories I have is, like, going to school stoned. Anytime I went to school stoned, it either went one of two ways. Like, I really enjoyed what I was doing, and I really, like, got into, like, my schoolwork that day, or I was just fucking tired, didn't care, would listen to music, shit like that. There, There was no in-between of it. There was no in-between. And then there were some times where I'd smoke a little bit and be totally fine. And there were other times where, like, I would smoke a little bit and wouldn't feel anything at all. Because when we would get weed from our plugs, it was just that. We got weed from our plugs. We didn't get to pick exactly what we got most of the time. There was a very rare few occasions where... A plug would be like, well, I got this, 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 and this, and you can buy some of this and this, and, like, this is how much this is, this is how much this is. Like, sometimes they would have a variety of strains that we could pick from. However, that was very, very freaking rare. 
or buying off my friend's dad where he would just literally give us whatever the fuck he was growing and i don't even know to this day really what strain it was i think it was an og strain but i'm not sure but it was pretty pretty dank compared to some of the stuff that we got from dealers and like being a stoner now i feel like it's a lot more of like a like some people do it for clout like i'm not gonna lie yeah, I smoke and make a podcast, but, like, I would be smoking either way, so there's that. But some people, like, like younger kids mostly, will go on their phones, take videos and pictures of them at a smoke sesh. Post them online. And then be like, oh, well, I don't know why I'm in trouble for, for, for this, like, you know, uh, it's just a picture. But I even went and asked a police officer about this. No, I will not give you the name of the police officer or even what city this police officer worked with. But I asked about this. I'm like, if a kid goes and posts shit like this online, is there anything the cops can do about it? Like if a concerned parent or a friend calls and says like, oh, well, they're holding a gun in a photo on Snapchat. I was straight up told, no, there's nothing we can do unless there's an incident involved with the gun. Like, it's not a crime for him to be holding a gun and taking a picture with it, basically. Which it isn't. And, like, that would really suck because there's pictures of me with my dad's guns when I was a kid, like, when we went shooting. So, like, I would feel bad if, like, if, like, I had... If I had, like, my dad's my dad's guns and, like, old photos and, like, somebody in my family got in trouble for having a picture of a child holding a gun, like, I would feel really bad. But, like, when these kids are doing it, a lot of them are getting into fucking trouble and shit on the streets. I'm not saying it's, like, rampant over here. But, like, there's a lot of young kids that are getting involved in, like, gangs and gun violence. And I asked somebody about it. And they told me why. And he, this ex-gangster, no, I will not give a name. He told me that they give the kids guns because the kids are stupid enough to just go out and do whatever they tell them. And if they have to use a gun to do whatever they do, they tell them, then they'll do it. Like, a lot of kids will get caught with, like, armed robbery. And armed robbery, like, that's terrible. That's, like, that's a lot of jail time. And, like, I've seen Scared Straight. And I'm not going to lie, some of those dudes in prison scare me. But, like... Me and my friends, of course, were buying, selling, smoking weed back in the day. Like, a lot running around doing that. But there was that always that constant fear of getting caught. And I feel like as far as cannabis is involved, kids now aren't really scared of getting in trouble for weed because kids get caught with stizzies and jewels and shit at school all the fucking time. But what's a kid gonna do? He's gonna go back to the same person he got the last jewel or puff bar or whatever from. Speaking of which, I'm going to grab my puff bar because I'm officially working on quitting smoking. As I've said in every episode, don't start smoking cigarettes. It's ter- terrible. The only reason I'm using the puff bar is for the extra. By the way, disclaimer, I do not encourage the use of vape products. I am simply using it as an alternative to smoking cigarettes. Don't ever harbor a nicotine addiction. It's a terrible, terrible thing to gain in life. 
There we go. So, basically what I'm trying to say is a lot of kids are getting involved in, like, cannabis at a younger and younger age every year. I've, I've read the statistics. I can't quote them to you. I don't feel like pulling up another Google Doc sheet right now. But, like, a lot of younger kids are getting involved in the usage of cannabis. Even the distribution of cannabis. Like, I read an article about a, an 11-year-old that got caught trying to sell weed at school. Now, I admit, I'm not the best role model. But who the fuck is out there selling weed to an 11-year-old kid? Like, when I was a teenager, I would sell to other teenagers. When I was an adult, I would sell to other, like, adults. I would never sell to kids if I was an adult. And... Most of the people that I even sold weed to were like really close friends. And it really wasn't selling them weed. It was come over and smoke and like pay me for what we smoke, basically. And half the time I would just smoke my friends out because, well, they were my friends. And as far as like stoner technology has come like vapes pipes bongs laser etch fucking personal stizzies like my personal favorite way to get stoned now is as it has been for a long time smoking out of a bong or a bubbler there's just something about the bubbling and the bowl burning and everything going on that like i'm just like that's that's my thing like my favorite way to get stoned and what i'm about to do after i record this is i'm gonna go smoke a bowl out of my bubbler and it's gonna be a great time but, like, I could see the use for, like, an electric dab rig. Something that has, like, a high power thing on it that heats up the glass to, like, your perfect preferred temperature. And you get the perfect dab. Like, something like that I could see for somebody who's into wax. Having, like, a stizzy or a vape pen always on hand. Like, I do. But... I could see that being for somebody who's like an on-the-go person, someone who's into business, who's driving around a lot, got to go to a lot of meetings, and you want to take a little, like, you know, you time in between, or, like, you hit it, like, when you get home from work, because you don't have time to sit down, smoke, get that stone, and go to bed, and get up the next day and do all the meetings again. You have to deal with, like, you know, greening out, or, like, a weed up, or something like that. By the way, a weed up is a term that me and a buddy of mine invented where you smoke way too much before going to sleep and you wake up too early the next day, probably before your like circadian rhythm is really set in with the, with the usage of the cannabis. And you wake up feeling like still high, still trying to function. You got to get ready for work. You got to do all this. There have been times where I have been like 30 minutes late to work when I worked down the street from a place because I woke up still feeling way too fucking high. I used to do that when I worked two jobs a lot, when I worked at a grocery store and at a restaurant. Where I would get off of the restaurant at like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, 12.30, 1 o'clock, I'd be getting home. And I'd sit outside and smoke like a joint. And then I'd sit there and scroll through my phone. And I'd be like, wow, I really want to smoke another joint. So I'd roll up two more joints, smoke them, finally be stoned out of my fucking mind and go and lay down and wake up at like 8 o'clock the next morning feeling like absolute crap because I didn't go to bed till 4 o'clock. And I was high as hell. And I'm pretty sure it's just still being high when you wake up at that part of the high that's not the fun part that most of us sleep through.
But yeah, I could see not wanting to take like a giant fat dab at the end of the day and have to wake up early the next morning. Like I know a lot of people that do. And hey, if that's your thing, you guys keep it up. My personal favorite is the bong. If you guys are listening to this on YouTube, comment below what your personal favorite way to smoke is. Tell me your stories on the Twitter too, because I've been telling people, give me your stories. I'll tell them on the podcast. I really want you guys to go follow the Twitter. But yeah, Stoner Tech started with like teas and herbal remedies, evolved into being smoked out of bongs, hookahs, pipes, hell, corn, corn cob pipes. If you've ever made one of those, they're fun. To dabs, wax, pens, super high potent weed that beats out anything that was sold in the early like decades of the stoner revolution. Fucking, it's just crazy to think how much things have like evolved over time and that they're going to continue to evolve because every few months I see some new vaporizer, some new bong, some new electric cool fucking dab rig, vaporizer, smoker 5000 thing. Like, I feel like stoner technology is going to continue to evolve and sometimes rolling with the classics like a wooden stash box with a rolling tray and all that is perfectly fine. If that's what you prefer, keep it classic. If you're like a high tech stoner, someone that like smokes profound amounts and needs that ultra vaporizer 5000, then by all means, if that's what you're about, do it. For someone like me, I'm cool with smoking out of a bubbler, a bong, even a pipe if I'm really just trying to get like a quick few hits in. But anyways, guys, comment what your favorite thing, to, what your favorite way to smoke is below. Follow the Twitter. Tell me your stories. And uh, yeah, that's all I got for tonight, guys. I'll talk to everybody on the next episode of the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. Good night.